to down Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. I don't use it. It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's not in your vocab. Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are a part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, also featured on Dash Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Time, with me right now, live and in person, is Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Hey, Andrew. First time in person? First time. I'm so excited to be here. It is so good, even though the game wasn't good. Actually, well, the game was good. Yes. The outcome wasn't good. No. Uh, We've had a wonderful day together, so nothing can get me down today. No, I mean, <laughs> like having like a good win of OKC, yeah, would have been like the perfect ending of it this day. It would have been still, like, it was a good day. Yeah, the Thunder lose to the Portland Trailblazers, one hundred eight to one hundred five. Uh, some stat lines: Russell Westbrook, twenty three points, four steals, nine assists, eight boards. 9 to 20 from the field. I thought he had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams, another guy who played well, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Nine of those rebounds were offensive. I, yeah. I thought he was fantastic. And then the other good players on this team tonight, Jeremy Grant, 17 points. He was tremendous getting to the rim. He hit two threes. And then Ray Felton was also fantastic coming off the bench. And then... There are two guys on this team. If I, were to, if I were to say, why did the Thunder lose this game? And a lot of people would say it's probably just one guy. I think you should look at two. And who are the two, McKellie? Well, the number two and so-called number three of this team. Like yeah. PG and Melo tonight were completely off. Like yeah. there were moments in the game where they had competent possession defensively. Sure. Possession def- defensively. But overall, I thought like Aminu was taking George off the dribble. That is unreal. Like, I was so, so astonished. Like, you can, you cannot foresee that. And as well, Melo was bad in some closeouts. Like, we yeah. seen him walk into closeouts. Sure. Like, against Portland, which is one of the best team in taking spot-up threes. Like, yeah. that can't happen. No. And that, that, to me, is before what happened on offense. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you were doing, like, a pretty good job defensively. But you can let that initial stretch happen. Like, against a team like Portland, you just cannot happen. There was, n- like, no chemistry to begin that game mm-hmm. on the offensive end. And that's happened recently a lot. Mm-hmm. Where the starting unit just has no chemistry, and they're not hitting their shots. And a lot of this, if if Paul was just hitting his shots at a normal rate, mm-hmm. like, this isn't even a close game. No. Like, the Thunder killed the Blazers. And that's... I mean, if you want to take anything positive from this game is that Paul and Melo shot so poorly from the field and the Thunder were just a couple possessions away from winning. Yeah. You can take that as a positive. Um, but I don't know that any of the Thunder players do. Because like a lot of people ask them that and they're like, eh, like 
not really. <laughs> There's not a lot of positives you can take from this game. I mean, the Thunder lose the season series to the Blazers. They don't beat them once. It's it's just a frustrating loss in a game where they really had control over it, and Melo just missed shots that are pivotal. And I tweeted this a couple times that Melo's value is hitting those shots. Mm-hmm. Like, for this team, that's why they brought him here, is to hit those shots. And when he doesn't make them, he, his value is just completely mitigated. And it's just frustrating to see that. Yeah, especially against a team that doesn't have, like, a tradition for. Yeah. I think that Melo... Melo's value is higher mm-hmm. when you're facing a traditional four. Sure. Uh, because he has to come out. And Melo may have an advantage taking him off the dribble. Mm-hmm. And so tonight he was facing either Aminu or Harkless, yeah. which are like not fours. And so if you pair that with the fact that he wasn't hitting anything, that is kind of a bad thing to happen in a game like this yeah and like all the shots were open like uh, like they took 13 shots together from three mm-hmm. like maybe two or three were contested <laughs> yeah like let's say like at least like eight or nine were completely open oh. or at least shots that were pulse shots like off the screens or yeah uh, over like those kind of shots paul has made those shots throughout his career and all this year and so it's really puzzling to me to watch him play like that yeah about the only thing that kept him involved in this game was getting to the free throw line Mm -hmm. and could have been a difference maker had they won the game you would look back and say you know what like paul didn't have it tonight but he did get to the line and he hit all of his free throws he was eight for eight from the line but oh of seven from three for paul and then Mm -hmm. oh of five for mellow and the mellow shots definitely stick out more to everybody because they were in just massive stretches of the game. Mm-hmm. Those back to back that he missed off the offensive yeah. rebound was yeah. the the building was ready to explode. That would have yeah. put the thunder up, I think six. Mm-hmm. It would, I mean, it would have been massive for yeah. the thunder to hit that. Just a, it's a momentum type of shot. It's a momentum shifting shot mm-hmm. for the thunder, and he was unable to hit those. Uh, you could tell he was really down on himself yeah after the yeah, game yeah, he was really game. beating himself up oh i didn't i don't know if i'm saying this but we're we're podcasting from the chesapeake energy arena right now yeah we we just got out from the locker room yeah. where like Melo was was down pg was down uh, i thought yeah and something he, kind of interesting though with paul and russ is that usually after a game that they lose like this that's frustrating russell is usually really quick to mm-hmm get dressed and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do that tonight. He actually, you actually saw Paul and Russ walking out of the back of the locker room together. Mm-hmm. And Russell went much later than he usually does. I think a couple guys went before him, which is really unusual. Russell is usually always first. Mm-hmm. And then Paul went right after Russ. So I don't know if that's like a, I don't know what to take from that, but it's just mm-hmm. something that happened that was a little bit unusual. Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I made the math wrongly. Like, it's just five plus seven, which doesn't make thirteen. Well, it's what's late. Your, what's your uh, What's your degree in? <laughs> <laughs> I have a PhD, man. Like, yeah, this is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, no. To be honest, there was a thing offensively that I really liked uh, tonight. Was mm. like very, very few uh, post ups. Yeah, according to Synergy, uh, that does like an immediate breakdown after the game. They had just nine post ups, 
throughout the game. And none for the second time in a row, also against Miami was the case, none in the fourth. Yeah. And it's it's kind of they feel the urgency of the game and they stop running those mm-hmm. late in the game. Yeah, they're not looking to get mellow no. a mid post up, which no. is wonderful. No. And I thought I mean, honestly, Russell makes that incredible layup after a timeout, which I thought mm. was a, oh, yeah. a wonderful play. And then the Trailblazers go down to the other end. The Thunder defend CJ McCollum. Russell almost blocks CJ. Yeah. Like he basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like an, like a millimeter from blocking him. But before that, he's taking away the three. Yeah. Because yes. he's putting his body in the right position. He lets him drive. And as soon as like CJ starts a shooting motion, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's it, right there. And CJ, I mean, that is about as difficult of a mid-range shot that you can take. And if mm-hmm. you were to ask, like, where do you want any player, doesn't matter who it is, where do you want them taking a contested shot at? You would say mid-range two, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the Trailblazers got. They got a bad shot on yep. a late possession, and CJ was just unconscious. Like, he he hit so many shots right in Ray's face. Yeah, I mean, Ray defended him so well kept up with him, got to his spot, mm-hmm. and CJ just hit him. And you know, like, right there, like, hats off to CJ McCollum. Yeah, there is a there is a little criticism that I would go with um, in this. Like, CJ is very good in, like, making these, like, unbelievable pull-ups. Yeah. I don't think he's that good in making them when he's guarded by a bigger defender. And Paul George, like was on CJ like very few possessions mm-hmm. tonight. And I thought that was a weird thing. Like yeah. the, the pair, like the, the defensive matchups that OKC decided to, to use were to be very strange because yeah. like, like Paul George is, is your best defender. Like Easily. I know, I know that you want Brewer to be like, a, like one it's of, not a, it's not close. No. And Brewer is tall. So, I much rather prefer to have like Brewer guarding either Aminu or Harkless. Oh, and have, sure. Like PG. Like all you have to do is contest with those guys. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe Aminu is too physical. Then let Melo guard like Aminu. He can do that. Yes. He is not running through screens. No, he's just sitting there. Exactly. You have to like contest and box out. Yeah. Full stop. And to me, like they decided to put like uh Paul on Aminu mm-hmm. and Paul did not a good job on, on Aminu. Right. And in the meantime, like CJ was feasting like over anyone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just thought that with the defenders that they had, mm-hmm. they did the best job that they could do. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, like Ray and, and, and Russ did like, Almost perfect defense. That might have been Russell's best defensive game this season. Yeah. Yeah. If you include the box out, no. But because he nev- almost never unboxed Lillard out. But on the first shots. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, on the first shot, sure. He was engaged. Uh, especially like after he went back to the game in the second. He was almost perfect on screens. Oh, yeah. Uh, he yes. was running through screens. He was like funneling uh, Lillard towards the center of the of the court instead of letting him spotting up for trees. I, mm-hmm. I for like for some trees. I think he was 
it was good in, on that end, like very good. And yeah. since we are talking about Russ, I think it was like a very good defensive performance overall. Yeah, absolutely. Lillard was six of nineteen. Yeah, one of seven from three. Yeah, his one, one three was that. Yeah, and it, and it was the offensive rebounding. And Billy talked about that. Everybody talked about it. I mean, they had eighteen offensive rebounds. Yeah, like there's the game. Like that's that is the game. That that offensive rebound they had to get mm-hmm. Lillard in the corner. That was it. And and I think Billy said something that no player basically um, said in the locker room. They they were saying like well they shoot a lot of threes like bad bounces I I I don't think so like bad bounces are for two teams like they are bad bounces for Portland and for OKC sure so Billy said we didn't do a very good job in boxing out like the guards need to put the body on the backside and, and a- Brewer got caught like like three or four times mm-hmm. at least like Dre was sensational at that. And one of the yeah. things that to me is not discussed enough about Dre is um, the impact that he makes on rebounds. Sure. Offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Brewer is not anywhere close to that. No. Even Abrinas is probably a better rebounder. Yeah, than positionally, Brewer's. yes. Yeah. Speaking of Abrinas, I thought that he gave some really good minutes. Tonight. He did. He's a plus 14 in nine minutes. Yeah. And, and that monster three. Yeah, exactly. It was, that was a big three. It make. was huge. And he had that really nice little action with Patrick Patterson to yes. get him a corner yes. three. Yes. And it's just like, oh man, like Ferguson, like I, you know, Ferguson had his moment tonight where he mm-hmm. got up to shove Ed Davis. And, you know, everybody loves that. Everyone loves the <clears throat> the fire that he shows and, the whole team loves him. Everybody loves him. Like, I get it. Like, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I, I don't understand why. But I don't understand to this point. Like, why? Why don't we give Ferguson the nine and give Abrinas the sixteen minutes? Because I thought he did some really positive things on both ends. I yeah. thought he defended to the best of his ability tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought that he, you know, created two three point shots in his nine minutes, mm-hmm. and. Like that spacing just matters, and yeah. you know, you can tell that matters. It matters tonight. And Billy, Billy's been doing this lately, where he plays Abrinas and not Ferguson in the minutes that seem to really, really matter. Yeah, and you can kind of tell, like, here's the developmental minutes for Terrence, mm-hmm. and he's been the first one off the bench at the beginning each half, <clears throat> but then, you know, later in the fourth. They, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going away. Uh, they gave those really important minutes to Abrinas, and I thought that yeah. he was great. And I was just, I tweeted, can we just sub out Mello for Paul right there? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I, Abrinas was on the court, right, and leave Abrinas out there, yeah. leave the spacing there, because the offense looked so much better. Yeah, with him out there. Yeah, and to be honest. I think that having Melo doing maybe a few more minutes with the second unit may help because you can bring yeah. him in later. Yeah. Like when you sub him out uh, with two, two and a half minutes on the clock in, in the third quarter, you cannot really sub him out after six, like way more than that. Like sure. they, they usually um, sub him in around six. Mm-hmm. But if you play him, like a few minutes with the second unit, yeah. then you may bring him in like at four. 
it gives you more minutes to play with a Brignus, uh, Russ, Tupat, and mm-hmm. Adams, and either like another guy, like Felton, maybe uh, some nights, and Grant. In, and in theory, maybe. like it all sounds really good, but I think with this Thunder team, we're just at the point where Melo's not playing with the second unit. Like they're not. The, no, no, I, I don't think so. I and they've given him maybe a little bit of minutes here and there, but it's they want to tie him with Russell. Yeah, but like I'm not I, saying that it shouldn't be no, no, I know, I know what they're saying. Yeah, but it's just there's. I feel like there's some facts with this team, mm-hmm. and one of them is Paul plays with the second unit, or there's a you know all bench lineup. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that all bench lineup saved this team's butt tonight. Like yeah. if they, yeah. if that, I mean, the bench really showed up in a big way. Mm-hmm. And it was Jeremy and it was Ray. And I thought Pat gave really good minutes. I thought mm-hmm. Abrinas gave good minutes. Pat was he, doing great defense. He on, was. Yeah. Even Ferguson. I didn't think Ferguson was bad. I no, didn't no, think no. he was harmful or detrimental to this team. I thought that he played good minutes tonight. I really thought the entire bench played great. I yeah. think, I think if, I think it's really, if Paul is able to just hit at a normal percentage for him, that this game isn't close. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, oh, well, the Thunder are going to be a first-round exit if they continue to close games with Carmelo Anthony. And I'm just like, that's just not the case. Like, this Thunder team was in a game that they honestly had no business being in. Like, they mm-hmm. came out of the gate sluggish. They were awful. And mm-hmm. then they fought back. And still, at the end of this game, you look and you see that Mello and Paul did not did not shoot the ball well mm-hmm. at all, and they still had a you know a chance to win. And you know if you if you're hanging on to hope that the Thunder team could do something in the playoffs, like if if Mello and Paul are able to shoot the ball adequately, mm-hmm. and you have Russell and Steve doing their thing. Like this team has a tan- a chance to really do something come postseason. Like they really do. Yeah. Um, like I get the frustration. Yeah. Because I mean, you have other options, and so you may think that other options are better for this team. Mm-hmm. And there's a question uh, about that. I don't. Let, let's let me go back. Basically, uh, the question was: at this point, is isn't it better to? play someone else and uh, even if it like may destroy the atmosphere uh, in the locker room i don't really think so yeah like Melo is very and billy said that um is very important for this team he's a vocal leader uh i'm not sure it's he's the best vocal leader to have that i'm not sure of but Still, he is very, very important, and you don't want to lose the locker room now because you're not out of the playoffs. You are right. like Golden State just lost his leader, at least until like the first uh, round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can turn the season like in a matter of weeks if like if they their shots if they are committed uh, as they are on defense. Uh, so, I mean. It's there's something good to take about like the last week, even if the results are not great. Yeah, and I, I think you can look at this kind of how we looked at the team to begin the season. That the defense, if the defense is there, like the shots are going to fall for these guys. Mm-hmm. You're they're not going to go stretches 
this long, like through the playoffs, where you have Paul and Mello going over twelve on threes. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just don't. <clears throat> there's too much of a track record for both of those guys in the playoffs to say that they're not going to do those type of things. And on a night like this, and a game that's as big as, I mean, this was probably the biggest game of the season up until this point. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating to lose it. It's frustrating to lose it in the way that you did. Um, but I just have to believe that this team, like this team, can play well enough to beat good teams. And if they can just get their guys shooting well on the same night, uh, like they're going to be okay. And also, this is something that Royce and I were talking about after the game: is that Paul George is so lucky to have Carmelo Anthony yeah. as the scapegoat right now. <laughs> like yeah. Melo is the low hanging fruit for this yeah. team to blame, and it's easy to just say, had they. You know, just played Abrinas or Patterson or Maybe Jeremy. they should have played both Abrinas and Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> Play, yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see that. Um, but had they benched Mello in the closing minutes and they still lose the game, like, there's, like, your scapegoat's Paul. Yeah. Like, the, the easy thing to see is watching Mello in the corner, not able to you know, break that double team and then throw the ball away and watching Melo miss that three to send it to overtime and then watching Melo miss those two threes. Like I, I would, that's, that's what sticks out most in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what sticks out most in most people that watch the game. If you're watching at home, you're watching the arena. I think you walk away from that game and the things that you remember most are those, but you don't remember the 12 or the seven threes that Paul missed as mm-hmm. much. And you don't remember Paul sinking from the moment yeah. as much as you do seeing Melo step up and just uh, embarrass himself. Like Those are the things that stick out. But if you're looking for a fall guy, there's two. Yeah. And there was a, also a different like atmosphere in the locker room. Like, yeah. Melo is asked directly about those three. Mm-hmm. Like about the fact that he missed... Like Paul George missed more shots, <laughs> he did, and I found it like particularly weird uh, that Melo Melo is, seems like very like Melo is taking a lot of the blame. Sure, like a lot of oh it. yeah, and that and it's not easy. No, I don't know that. I don't know that Paul's the kind of guy that will would take it like that. Melo is is for better or for worse. Carmelo Anthony is one of the leaders of this team. Yeah. Yeah. And come playoff time, he may win him some games. He may lose him some games. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to predict because if he, he's been hot, like he's had games where he's gotten hot and he's won them games and that could happen come playoff time or come postseason, He could be a guy that misses all of his threes and isn't able to defend at an adequate level and loses them a playoff series. And that's, that's entirely possible. I don't know which mellow is going to show up. I really, I really have no idea, um, but he is a leader in that locker room, and you know if Billy benches him, or if you know he and Billy are not on good terms, or if he's not on good terms with the Thunder. I mean, the fact is, Thunder are on the hook for twenty-eight million dollars mm-hmm. to him next year, and also this team would very much like to bring Paul George back next year. Yeah. And I can tell you that Paul and Russell really look up to Carmelo Anthony. 
Yeah. And you can see it. And it's all, it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic because Russell really, really looks up to Mello and really, and you can see it on the court. Like he looks for him. Mm-hmm. He wants him to shoot it. And I also think there's a part of Paul that looks at Russell like Russell looks at Mello, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. like Paul really likes Russell and really looks up to him. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic between those three in particular. And it may be part of the problem is that like, it's those three and it's everybody else. Yeah. Like it's, it really is. And I would love it if Steven had a larger voice mm-hmm. in that locker room. And we discussed this off the pod. I think that he's the smartest basketball player on this team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I we think that, that he is, to me, he's been the second, if not the best player on this team consistently all year. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to measure just consistency all year, I think that overall you'd say that Steven has been the most consistent player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When he was down, like he was shooting 58% instead of 63 right. and taking like eight rebounds mm-hmm. instead of 10 maybe. No, Steven, Steven is maybe like saying that that is the best um, overall, of course, is not a thing mm-hmm. because Russ is what drives this team. Oh, yeah. But Steven, like even tonight, I think that Steven was the best player on the court. He affects both ends. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Um, and he did take more shots than Mello. Yeah. And he did almost take as many shots as Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 8 of 14. He he missed some key shots too. Like yeah. he missed some, one layup. That yeah. one layup in particular where that bunny was so big. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, there's just a lot of blame to go around. Mm-hmm. And the, there's also just the inexplicable shot making of CJ McCollum. He was like... I, I, I love so much CJ that I can get mad at him for <laughs> like know. having one of those nights. So I mean, he, if you love basketball, if you like to watch this sport and you don't like to watch McCallum, I, I don't really know what you're watching right. because he's pure. He's so smooth with, yes. his, with his jumper. He probably has the best jumper of the dribble in the league for mid-range. That like, is, like in terms of after watching him tonight, I don't know how to refute you because he doesn't need any space. No, to get that uh, shot off. Like I'm not saying is the most effective, although he is like an elite mid ranger. Um, but in terms of like the form, yeah, it's just beautiful to watch. And he's so crafty because yeah. he's not the most athletic guy. No, and he's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have the longest arms. Like he doesn't have all the measurables that you're just like that. People. He's not Russell. He's not. He's not any of those guys, but he just knows how to play the game. Yeah. And yeah. he's just so smart and he just knows that like and he just takes over like that. He's, every now and then. He's really good. And you know, I've asked a bunch of people, would you rather play Utah or Portland in the first round? Like to me it's like it's Utah and it's like not even a question. No, no, no. Because you have a guy like Dame who tonight like and if you're the Blazers, you probably are saying things like, you know, the, the Blazers won tonight when Dame went one for seven from three. And he yeah. had 24 points on 19 shots. And the Blazers still won. Yeah. Like, you can you can do that same kind of thing that I was doing with OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought CJ was, was really great. And, and Joseph Nurkic also was, he was really nice. 
to, yeah. to for them. Yeah, I mean, um, Nurkic was, and he is, um, very important for what they do defensively. Yes. And tonight was a big, was like probably the best game to display their um, defensive schemes. Mm-hmm. And there was a question uh, about it that I found it I found very interesting. Um, let me try to get back. Oh yes. Um, so the Blazers basically build a wall in the shape of a U when playing OKC, daring everyone not named Russ to make deep shots. Obviously, it worked with O for oh, that. That was the thirteen from Paul and Melo. O from O from twelve from Paul and Melo. Do you think the playoff opponent will adopt the same strategy? So basically, the U form is keeping uh, Nurkic in the paint as yeah. much as possible, mm-hmm. and this is the reason why OKC struggle in taking offensive rebound because he's there yeah. and also uh, they struggle a lot doing like going at the rim because mm-hmm. of that the reason why Portland is able to do so is they allow Russ and whoever to take pull-ups mm-hmm. they know that OKC is very bad in taking pull-ups and it's tempting for them yeah yeah the, it's like one of those things where we take what the defense gives us kind of thing yeah. and the defense is like please take it but go on it, and take it like tonight like if Russ, um, if Russ has one of these game where these games where he just hit every jumper, Nurkic has to to, to come over yeah. and the floor opens. Mm-hmm. So to me, sometimes taking those jumpers is a um, is a good thing, especially when you are defended like that. Mm-hmm. You can try to move it first, but sometimes like. Every now and then, you you have to probe and to see if the guy stay there, yeah, stays there, and you have to punish them. And I think one of the biggest issues with OKC in terms of modern basketball is that they don't have a guy that can hit the three from the dribble, really. And against those right. kind of defense defenses, like they will always drop the big against OKC. Mm-hmm. And Russ sometimes can be so fast that he can go to the basket anyway but it's much much harder and so Paul George has to do something yes and also Melo they they can do something about it absolutely uh, and to me it's it's Paul like mm-hmm. Melo at this stage of his career I don't know that we can have lofty expectations for him uh, I, I do think that he will be able to hit shots and he may hit some big shots coming up for this team like I I don't have a lot of doubt that he can, like, has the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But when, when it comes down to it, like, the Thunder have to rely on Paul George for scoring. Yeah. And if they if he cannot hit shots at the rate that he has this season, for the most part, he's still shooting 40% from three, even with all these, you know, bad games that are piling up. Like, he's still shooting 40%. If he shoots 40% from three in a playoff series and the Thunder play like this, they'll win the playoff series. Like, mm-hmm. To me, like that's Probably like so. that's yeah. it. You know, Oladipo last season in the playoffs was awful mm-hmm. against Houston. You know, they may go to Game Seven if he shoots, you know, just a normal percentage. Like the Thunder, and if we're like some something resembling a point guard in a second unit, that you know, <laughs> do not make me talk about Samaj <laughs> right now. Do not do it. Uh, yeah. I... This team obviously still has a high ceiling. 
And I know that it's frustrating and that you, that you wake up this morning as a Thunder fan and you're just distraught or you're whatever. But this, like they played well enough to win that game. Like they really did. Mm -hmm. A few shots, you know, a few rebounds, a few shots, a few rebounds away from winning that game. So, I mean, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't be disheartened. We have the Thunder now have another most important game of their season coming up against San Antonio. Uh, and I want to talk about the standings, but first I want to talk about Andy's frozen custard. And I'm going to try to list as many of these toppings to you as possible. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Andy's frozen custard today and you can get this on a Sunday or a concrete almonds, bananas, butterfinger, butterscotch, cheesecake, cherries, chocolate syrup, cookie dough, cream, caramel, peanuts, peanut butter cups, peanut butter, Oreo, marshmallow cream, M&M's, hot fudge, Heath bar, crushed nuts. That's only half of what you can get. And this is this is one thing that I really like to get is you can put espresso in mm-hmm. like a chocolate uh, frozen custard. And it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's so I good. Bet, I bet it is. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. I have time. Yes, I need to get you. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hook you up cuz you got to go to Andy's. It's so good. They make their custard fresh, hour by hour. You can watch it being made. It is so delicious. Please support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's. Uh, let's take a look at the standings. As of right now, the Thunder still sit at fourth in the Western Conference. They've been helped out by New Orleans and by San Antonio because they, they both. both lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently game up. uh and minnesota has lost mm-hmm. and the utah jazz just beat uh golden state it's not golden state they didn't beat the warriors they beat i don't know who that team is but that's not the warriors yeah. they, quinn uh, cook quinn their, their entire starting lineup did not play yeah i'll say that it's unbelievable uh the amount of injuries that they have right now uh but they said it the four or five spot I honestly, like if I were a betting man, I would say that the Thunder wind up with the four mm-hmm. and, you know, play Houston in the second round. But I'll, I'll pose this question because a, a lot of this has come up because Steve Kerr said before tonight's game that Stephen Curry is not playing in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to happen. Would you rather them stay at the four or. Is there a part of you that has any temptation for the Thunder to, if you could control the outcome, let's say we're going to put the outcome in your hands, would you choose four or seven for this team? Let's say they play San Antonio at the with a four five, mm-hmm. which I think is a distinct possibility, or they play Golden State without Curry in the first round with the two seven. Which would you choose? Well, like on one end, I think for OKC it's better to lose against the best team possible. Yeah, um, and so that could lead you to say, "Well, you have a good chance to beat San Antonio." And yes, especially if Kawhi didn't come back. Exactly, and and then you play the Rockets that are probably well. I think they are. Uh, if the Warriors are not going to be like hundred percent, they're easily the best team. If when. Yeah, if like, Curry's like, out. Exactly, exactly. So you have your appeal there because you you may sell to George, well, we we really beat San Antonio with no real issues. We went like game seven to the best team in the league mm-hmm. and we may have left something on the on the court during the season. So yeah. there's something here. Mm-hmm. On the other end, if 
you go at seven and you lose to the Warriors, a short-ended Warriors team, it's the worst <laughs> possible thing to happen. Yeah. But if you beat them, then you go to the conference finals because you, like, no other team, not even Portland, worries me as much. Yeah, then you're playing Portland or Minnesota. Exactly. So, to me, like, it's hard to see them winning against Golden State even without Curry. Hmm. So, I would go four and try to win a first-round series and try to compete because, to be honest, I mean, you have chances against Houston. Sure. Like, if you... The problem with uh, facing Golden State is that Golden State will have the best player on the court. All serious. Yeah. With the Rockets, if Russ plays at the very best level he can, he may be the best player on the court. Or Paul. Like, Paul has I, been... I don't believe that anymore. He, but I... Just hang with me here for just okay. a second. He was tremendous in the playoffs last year and did yeah. not have a good regular season. Yeah, that's that's right. It's it's possible. And I don't know, like, like how do you measure that? Like, I don't know how you measure that. Was it just luck that he was on during the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Was it, like, out of desperation? Because, like, Paul is, like, such an easygoing, like, not he just his attitude is like very like Trace McGrady esque where it looks like he doesn't care mm-hmm. and he acts like he doesn't care. That's not the case. Like that's yeah. that's just his yeah. personality and that's just like the way it looks and it doesn't always look very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when there's urgency pressed on him, is maybe that's the best version of him because he outplayed Durant in two of the three matchups against Golden State. It's 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 but I still think that and I and. I agree with you that Durant would be the best player. On the court. Yeah, I as much as that hurts for that to, to come out of my body, <laughs> I don't. I know. I he would be, and I get, and I get it. But I, it would be like them losing from like a, an unbelievable KD would be the the worst. Possible oh, it, thing. it is. It is. It is really bad. And winning no, a first round series is nothing, something. Nothing. Nothing worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's bad. It, I I agree. It's it's the biggest risk reward proposition exactly. exactly that the Thunder could have because if the Thunder beat that team mm-hmm. and that Golden State Warriors team is gone from the playoffs, yeah, then you can march to the conference finals, and you may or may not beat Houston in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I think that if you beat them, the the narrative would be and will be, well, they beat the B team. Yeah, I and, yeah, and true. and I don't think it moves the needle as much. It increases the possibility for them to go to the finals, but to me, like beating the Rockets as a in a say, like in the second round, mm-hmm. like it's the same. To me. If you if you are able to meet the Warriors in the conference final, that is the deal, the big deal. Yeah, no, I I, I think you're right, but just the possibility of beating, getting them out of the playoffs in the first yeah, round. Yeah, so it's tempting. Like it's it, tempting. It's really, it's a really tempting proposition because I feel like that team goes as Curry goes. Yeah, 
he, I mean, he is the reason that that team is super special. Kevin Durant is the the sprinkles on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. He is the icing on the cake, and that team was already tremendous without him. But when you remove Curry, like they change mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, and they don't get the time to adjust to that change before the playoffs start because Durant's still out. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's still out. Draymond Green's not playing. Mm-hmm. Like they don't get the time to have that unit gel before mm-hmm. round one mm-hmm. that that's necessary. And maybe it only takes a week for them, which yeah. I mean, it may like, I mean, but it seems like to me, like they're, we're three weeks out from the playoffs starting mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know. I don't really know what this team is going to look like. And what, what if they, I mean, they could play, you know, Utah in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. Like really, anybody they play is going to be tough it's in the first be. round without Curry, because Utah is still playing really, really well right now. Um, Minnesota, if Jimmy Butler is back, mm-hmm. that's an incredibly tough matchup for the yeah. first round. Yeah, it like, is. there's no, there's really no. I think the easiest opponent in the first round is New Orleans. And yeah, because they have like the perfect defender for AD, so. Right. So it's that that would be the one that if you're Golden State like you're just like come on, let's let's play the Pelicans. I think mm-hmm. I think that that's everybody. I think Portland, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Minnesota, yeah. Utah are all just like can uh, somehow can we, get, can, can we get AD, which is which is a scary thing to say. Yeah. Because if he if he go if he goes like nuts like he did last two weeks, he can win a series by himself. Maybe could, not a series, but a few games. Yeah. Like yeah, he can he be like a fifty plus fifteen like a night. Sure, he, he can do that. Yeah, and if I mean it's especially with metal guarding him. Uh, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's terrifying. Uh, but yeah, if you, I mean, four through eight is not determined by any stretch of the imagination, and it could wind up in any combination. Um, so it, I mean, it's just really, really interesting. The thunders and the thunder schedule doesn't get any easier from here. Uh, and that Boston loss just like stings more and more as you get away from it because I mean they win most of the time they win that game like almost almost every time it was it was a game that was won yeah and as Steven said tonight uh, and as a as a semi-scientist I I really loved the take Mm -hmm. I mean like they, they were asking him does it stings more that yeah. it is against them and uh, not really yeah it counts as every other loss yeah just as had. much as the one so it's yeah. just like a different time span yeah and i think he was in that answer there was so much of this season yeah like they were careless yeah and now now they are in a position where having one or two wins more could have been like very very good for them yeah and yeah there was a good question that just came up uh about russ's athleticism okay i don't really think it's declined uh they were like sweet melons um uh, just said this is a reference to the dunked on podcast i didn't listen to that so i don't really know what they were well, they, saying uh, but i mean like the dunk tonight was weird they missed dunk uh, that he had it was a timing thing. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it, it was, was. It was high. It, it just didn't 
it wasn't a it wasn't a I'm losing my athleticism miss dunk. It no. was it was a I did not time this right. Yeah, miss dunk. I think he was searching for contact, to be honest. Yeah. and basically Napier shied away from the contact, and he was like off balance on that particular yeah. action. Napier or one of the guards. Dunk Dunk just keeps predicting that he's going to lose his athleticism, That's and he will probably. With time, everybody does. Yeah, like duh. Like I don't know, but we don't know when. Like everybody's been predicting like the athletic decline of LeBron James. Yeah, for years that, now. That didn't happen. And like he continues to do what he's doing. And you know, Russell and LeBron, like these guys, just take care of their bodies like no other elite they are athletes. Maniacs about their body. Oh, and so I, I wouldn't like go ahead and start predicting it to happen in the next year or two like good good luck with that like i think the the i think the prp before the season had more of an impact than what people mm-hmm. realized mm-hmm. because if you look at russell second half of the season he's been tremendous yeah and people predicting his decline and people saying that he's losing his athleticism is just like to me like you're not watching the games like i saw a guy tonight that still had an amazing burst of athleticism to get to the rim to get that layup at the end of the game. I saw a guy that defended Damian Lillard maybe better than I've seen Dame defended all season. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he's not the, I don't I don't see the decline in him. He's not he, just, just watch the drives that he makes. Right. Like he's very 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 fast. And I don't know, he's less athletic than when he was 22. Sure. Is right, like, but is it the reason why, like, he's not efficient? No, I don't no. think so. Here's why he's not efficient: is like because he was n- never a natural born shooter or mm-hmm. scorer. Mm-hmm. Like he came here, the comp when he came into the NBA was Tony Allen. Mm-hmm. That was his comp. Like everybody's like, if he can be a more athletic Tony Allen on NBA Draft.net, yeah, <laughs> that's what. That's the comp. Like you can close your site, your, your website. After yeah. that comp. <laughs> he, he he has turned himself into. He's been a scoring champion. Yeah. Like I don't. I just don't understand. Like the the constant. Let's put Russell down and let's say like Russell's not as good as this guy. Or that guy. Russell wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't supposed to be this guy. Like he, and I just and to put him down now after like he won an MVP. He's won the scoring title. He averaged a triple double. Like this guy is incredible, and yeah. it, and if all you want to do is like put him down and predict his decline and say that he can't do this and he can't do that and he can't shoot like this guy, and he can, uh, yeah, he's not he's not like all these other guys. But I can guarantee you, he's one of a kind that he checks more boxes than a lot of guys do. Yeah, and sure, he's not the shooter that Dame is or that Curry is, but they sure as heck can't do a lot of things that he can do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I don't know, I don't. I don't understand, and I well, I do understand. A lot of people don't like Russ because of the way that he acts and the way that he treats people. But if you just also his brand of basketball is like can be not as uh, smooth as others. Yeah. Although, although there's like other reasoning to be done because like Russ has never been put in a position where he can play like spread pick and roll every time. Right. And when he was in that position. He almost always, uh, I'm correcting myself, always. I did a research. I don't know if I told you. I was looking to lineups of Russ mm-hmm. with at least three shooters. Yeah. There's none 
that played at least 50 minutes that is negative. Like, none. Oh, boy. All positive with very, very good net rating. Mm-hmm. So, the recipe for success with Russ is there. You just have to spread the floor for him. Well, that's why the Abrinas minutes is yeah. so confounding. Yeah. Because they, they actually work. And I know that Abrinas is not the defender that, like, Brewer is. Sure. But in a night where you see Abrinas has it. You see Grant ha- has it. Brewer, like, after a very good week, the last, after Toronto, it w- like, Boston and Miami and tonight was, like, a bad, bad three-game stretch. Well, and in credit to Brewer, he he was two of three from three. He hit those two corner yeah. threes. Yeah, but, but overall, but I, you're right. I, I felt like the movement wasn't there anymore. He, yeah. uh, so, why don't you go with them? They like they deserve to be in the final minutes. I think yeah. you don't want to to take out Melo. Fine, just leave him in there. Mm-hmm. Put Jeremy. He is a better rebounder than Brewer, and maybe you get that particular. Yeah. Rebound, and they put him at the two in spots. Yeah, and like two, like at that point, like there's no like positions. Like you're no. not like you no. don't you don't have to slot guys in. He has, like like he has to guard like Harkless. He can guard Aminu yeah. and use like Paul George to right. any one of any of the guards. Yeah, and that's and we talked about it earlier. That's mm-hmm. Brewer's biggest downfall is like positioning on rebounds. Yeah, 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 and it's. It, it was detrimental tonight in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I don't know. This Thunder team is, is not in as, I don't know. It's not, to me, it's not as dire as some people make it out to be. And no. I know this was an emotional game. Like the Thunder really needed to win this. And it was frustrating. I get it. The Thunder have, they have seven games left. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, let's see. How many? Yeah, seven games left. San Antonio on Thursday night. So they get some rest. I think they'll practice twice between now and then. Uh, the Thunder typically, like, they played really well after they lost to Houston. You know, mm-hmm. they that's the game that they just destroyed Phoenix, 115-87. to 87. And then they that started their winning streak right there mm-hmm. um, before they lost to Boston. Um, I think, like, a loss like this that hurts and stings as much as like these guys want to say like it doesn't like it does like it like it obviously does if you can if you have been around other humans that have been let down or frustrated with an event like we saw that tonight after the game in the locker room like that's how that that's how these guys looked they're frustrated and so they are at san antonio and then friday they get denver here at home Another big game. It's a those are those are huge, and then they get another one after that, New Orleans, mm. which is on uh, a week from today. I mean, they've got some space in between some of these games, which is super nice. Um, and then they get Golden State Tuesday, and then another huge space Tuesday to Saturday. Yeah, um, they're they're gonna be <laughs> well rested for these games, McKelly. Yeah, um, and then they close the uh the season with miami and memphis and i think like those are as like close to gimme games as you can get yeah you know to end the season yeah Um, and we have to see like how many players i think that houston will like rest everyone yeah and and i would expect 
and maybe Golden State wants to get a look at what their team looks like if they, if they are healthy. If they can get healthy by that time, mm-hmm. and I have no clue. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say that their timeline says they can get everybody back. Then I would be, sh- I'd be a little shocked if they had everybody back but Curry by that game. Um, but you know they've 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 got to win some of these games and. It'll be it'll be interesting because there's really there's no letdown there's no you know it'd be kind of nice to have Memphis in the middle of all these mm-hmm. as a as a game to you to know, feel good about yourself yeah <laughs> I mean this that Memphis team has they they're tanking I mean they're letting all these weirdo dudes just take whatever shot they want um, but yeah some big games to end this season. They how many wins do they have right now? Forty four. Forty four. So they have seven games left. Forty four wins, and they need if they win three more, they'll tie. Last season. Last season. Where where do you think they end up? Um, what I hope is that they go for three. Yeah, which I think is a dis- they they win forty eight. I think that's a distinct possibility, mm-hmm. and I think that that will get them the four seed, four or West. five, yeah. depending on who who are. Like, if they, like, I don't know who they hold the tiebreaker from the top of my head. Probably Utah and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. No, San Antonio is not yet done. They have to win. They need to win, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if they if they tie at 48, I think, like, the key game is uh, on Thursday. Yeah. And if they win that game, I think that 48 is enough for the four seed. Mm-hmm. If they don't, it may... Well, if they don't, I don't. I don't think they go to forty-eight. Yeah, they have to win in San Antonio to me to get to forty-eight. And if they do so, they will probably be the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. It's another big game. It's another mm-hmm. big week for Thunder fans. I I understand all your frustrations. We're right there with you, um, and we'll be doing another show before that game as well to to preview it. So, uh, anything else? No, I think. I think we have to close on a positive end. Yeah. And again, look at what makes very good teams. The first thing uh, that speaks about your commitment is the defensive end, yeah. not the offensive end. So if Paul George, Carmelo were quitters, like Portland tonight scores 120. Oh, yes. Without and they scored a lot, not because the defense was bad, but because in certain situations, including some, to be honest, including some bad rebounds, like mm-hmm. bad luck, uh, they did amazing job in second chance point. Yeah. But the defensive plan against one of the teams that actually created problems to OKC was a good one. And I want to answer to another question because it, it's right on to what I'm saying. Like... Uh, one of the listeners asked basically when was the last time that OKC lost the season series like a sweep and then faced uh, the opponent in the playoffs Mm -hmm. it happened twice like in 2016 they lost to both as as we were saying before San Antonio and Golden State guess what they destroyed San Antonio Mm -hmm. and they were a magical night for Clay Thompson Thompson and or like and probably the worst night of his life in terms of basketball of of Kevin Durant. Yeah. If either of the thing happens, so if like if Clay has a normal season, normal normal night, 
Like OKC is beating both of these teams. Yeah. So it doesn't really mean anything. Right. And I think that tonight Portland showed a lot of stuff that they will use. Uh, not so much for OKC. That mm-hmm. One thing that Donovan really um, thinks and always speaks about is I don't want to uh, show my hand to sure. anyone. No, he does. That's true. And he said it all the times. Mm-hmm. It can be an excuse. You can think, well... Maybe this is just your end and you, you want to pretend you have, another, you have another one. But I think that some of the stuff that he prepared uh, in ATOs are great. Why don't you use them? Why don't you use them like extensively? Because team can prepare for them. Mm-hmm. And yes, you may want to, to have like more of a cushion, like like saying those stuff when you when you want like actually 50 to 55 games right it could be ideal but still like donovan as is a coach that has other stuff to show in postseason mm-hmm. and so uh, i'm anxious to see what he does yeah. in the postseason because he has material to this, right. this season. La- last season was tough he mm-hmm. didn't have as much to work with especially when you have oladipo that doesn't didn't perform like he should have like mm-hmm. you're then like what pieces do you have he and canner didn't show up in the postseason no and the, offensively which which was like mind mind blowing right those me. two of your four best players exactly. on that team and you you just can't win like that but i just remember that this thunder team in 2016 that team was incredibly disappointing yeah in the regular season 55 53, I think. 53? Mm-hmm. Losing, like, a lot of close games. Oh, they lost, and they could not beat a good opponent that season. Uh, no one. Yeah. They did not beat San Antonio. They did not beat Golden State. Like, it just seemed like... And nobody had them doing anything in the postseason. No? Nobody did. And so I... Like, second round. Right. And They I, are the team... Like, they, they are the one that will lose in the, in the second round. Just, just like right now, everybody's predicting the Golden State... Uh, Houston conference finals and I get that and you know what that's your that's the smartest money yeah but I still think that the Thunder are a massive wild card to put it together and to get there when you have Russell and Steve and I feel like you know what you can get out of them but if you can get a big time playoff run from Paul mm-hmm. then you're talking about a team that can really make some noise and make a West finals run I think if if you look at any of these other teams outside of the smart money, I think that you have to look at Oklahoma City. And yeah. the track record that Billy's had in the playoffs with when he has sufficient talent. And when it came down to it, Billy didn't hardly ever play the lineup that included uh, Ibaka at center mm-hmm. and Dion yeah. at the two. Yeah. And, and Golden State, boom, all the time. The whole, yeah, almost yeah. the whole time. And... I just have to believe that these lineups that were just like frustrated that these keep coming about and they have all the, uh, I, I just think that Billy's better than, than what people think. And I know that a lot of us can sit back and say that we can cook, we can coach better lineup lineups than Billy can. And like, maybe that's true in the regular season, but I also think that you're right. in the fact that I don't think the Thunder want to show a lot of these good teams, everything they've got, mm-hmm. you don't want to give them your very best shot because like they may face Portland in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going to face they're probably going to face a team like Houston or Golden State or San Antonio. Like you don't want to give them everything you've got yeah. so you can win a regular season game and then they have 
everything they need to beat you in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a hard balance to 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 to, to keep. Mm-hmm. And again, you may want to be like in a better situation right now, mm-hmm. where like playoff berth clinched and and so forth. And I think OKC should have done it. Yeah. And it's not like to be honest, it's not Donovan's fault if they if they don't show up against Sacramento. Or sure. if Melo's Melo misses two free throws against or even if Melo like tonight they were they had like a very good shot quality. That is not the co- the coach fault. Right. Like the coach's uh goal is to create those shots. Yeah. And he created great shots yeah. for both Paul yeah. Yeah. and Melo. Yeah. So and they just didn't make them. And the hit like the the history says that those guys make shots. And and they will. I think they and will. And they will. Uh Michele, it's been so great having you here in person it's fun like we sat together at the game we got to watch the game together up in cloud city which was super fun uh he came over today to my house and made a just absolutely delicious lunch for the whole down to dunk crew uh four course meal it was just amazing it's been a great day it's been great having you here um wish you the best of luck with all of your chart side endeavors thank you you uh pray i want you to pray for mckelly right now for his uh for chart side so please do that for him uh thanks again for coming on the show and being our regular monday guest i think it's been a wonderful season having you uh and it's been fun having you in person so follow him on twitter at mikey barra follow us at on twitter at down to dunk continue to leave five star reviews you guys have been wonderful at that so i would love to see more of those come in this week We'll talk to you again Wednesday uh, with Alex Spears. Until then, have a great one.